the expression from the music inspired me so much to take risks and it inspired damn near the whole rap game. Hello again, I'm Adam Unz. You may know me as the host of The Opus, and now I'm bringing my own show, The Spark Parade, to the Consequence Podcast Network. I speak with artists and creatives about the cultural artifacts that spark their personal interest and creativity, whether it's music, books, movies, video games, or any other kind of art. I've never spoke about it in this amount of detail. I'm suddenly going, oh my God, I'm blowing my own mind here, Christ. It's, it's actually a giant part of my life. By talking about the things we love, we share and discover insights into our personality and the things that drive us. It's just magic, really. I mean, frustrating and it makes some people angry, but I don't think anyone's ever done anything like it. I speak with people like Connor Robers, Phoenix's Thomas Mars, Chris Gethard, Helen Hong, Adrian Young, and more, so their sparks of inspiration can start a fire in you. I'm grateful for those who continue to put our history and who we are as a people in the forefront and make you see it. Find the Spark Parade wherever you get your podcasts. The legends are true. Our overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Consequence Podcast Network. Lineup season in full swing. The What Podcast goes line by line through each and every festival announced in the last weeks. Coachella, Boston Calling, When We Were Young, Primavera Sound, Shaking Me, Jazz Fest, The Good, The Bad. And everything in between, the What Podcast, covering every major festival of 2022 now. Barry Quarter, Brad Steiner, the What Podcast starts right now. I think it's safe to say it is officially festival time. Uh, I don't know about you, but I was not expecting the onslaught of of lineups to come out in the um, you know the last couple of weeks. Where you know we kind of thought it would be a, a light time, Barry. We thought that we'd have a little bit of a break. No, 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 no. Lineup after lineup after lineup after lineup uh, comes out. Even ones that we were not expecting whatsoever. Barry Quarter, Brad Steiner. It's the What Podcast. Uh, I don't know where Lord Taco is today. Is everybody okay? Is Lord Taco safe? Is he healthy? I is Did I kill him when he came to New Orleans? It's a travel day, I guess, right? When it's, a tra- <laughs> it's a travel day. <laughs> I hope I didn't kill him. I uh, When he came to town, I uh, decided to make sure that I could really up his PBR game and take him to every dive bar in the city. We might have hit 20 different dive bars. Wow. And and he'll tell you that a, a, a PBR in one tastes different than a PBR in another. Well, one. they all they all got four stars on Untapped. Every one of them got four stars. 
He had a, a myriad of different PBRs. He had a PBR on draft. He had a 16 ounce. He had a 12 ounce. You know, I think that the man really lived his best PBR life over the weekend. Yeah, he he went to New Orleans, went crazy. Uh huh. He did. He went a little nutty. And hey, Barry, you're next. Where I you know. been? I know. Where you been? You know, it's time to leave the state. I'm this, gonna have to do I don't it. know the century. I'm gonna have to do it. All right. Come see Brad. Hey, how are uh, how you feeling? Everything good? Anybody yep. uh, get hit with the COVID? Yeah, yeah. Had a couple family members, mm-hmm. little ones. Yeah. You know, I don't know what it is, but every single person I know has had it. Literally Everybody. every single person. Yep. And it, to the point where like we haven't still to this day, we have not yet um, gotten any sort of not even the sniffles. So I, I say this all the time. I feel like I'm in a circular firing squad and I'm like the Matrix, just dodging, <laughs> you know, bullets like I'm some sort of, you know, rubber man or something. Yeah. It was I don't know how in the world. We've survived it, but um, yeah, there, the week of Christmas, I mean, the person, it, it was like five days in a row where the person that we hung out the night before, the next morning, test positive. Oh, you're a carrier. Like, you're, it, you're, might, <laughs> it might be us. We might be patient zero. <laughs> I think we found it out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, it was like, wake up in the morning, who we got? Uh, all right. And then the five-day countdown starts with us. Yeah. You know, like, all right, well, let's see if we're screwed in the next five days. And still nothing. Still we're, nothing. We're pretty close to the same. We, Kelly and I are both convinced we had it way back two years ago at the, yeah, you know, but this is a different strain. Though. I know, I, mean, you, but I know somebody's then, had all three strains. Oh, wow. Yeah. Since then we haven't had, I mean, l- little sniffles here and there. We've had mm-hmm. like my mother, you know, had a flu, kept testing negative. Wow. Yeah. I had a bunch of that. And I'm guessing she's older than you. She's a little bit older. Okay. She's it. 80. She's almost 80. Wow, she's 88. No kidding. Yeah. And she did yeah, all right, so huh? Scary. And then the little ones, like I said, little ones have it, have had it. And, yeah, my ne- uh, my nephew had it for a couple of days. It, yeah, it's I, I don't, I don't. I mean, good for you, good for you, staying uh, staying healthy because I can't have anything happen to my Barry. Well, that's why your Barry doesn't leave the state, but plus the house. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's be honest. Your state is probably doing as worse as any of them. That's exactly right. Uh, it's it's amazing. I do love this idea that you now are blaming COVID for not leaving the house oh, it's and the state when excuse. you have never it's left the, the house excuse. or state before. You know, before before that, having children was a great excuse because then, yeah. you know, if you didn't want to go somewhere, ah, wish I could. Or yeah, if you now went it's, somewhere and you want to leave early, got to yeah, go. Now it's, babies now next, it's, you know. I think I was exposed. I think I was exposed. <laughs> I uh, can't I can't do anything today. Can't make it. Yeah, we're not doing it. Mm-hmm. But you'll see me out somewhere else, but not your thing. So. Sure, but as long as it's before 3 p.m. <laughs> That's as right. long as you're in early bed bird. by 3 p.m. Yeah, Gotta get the, the early bird special. Get the early bird buffet, turn on the dehumidifier, <laughs> and then you're curled up under a blanket by 3.30. Right. That's right. That's my uh, so, oh, hey, mom. Oh, hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Uh, so let's go through some of these uh, lineups. That <laughs> I'm not kidding. I was not expecting uh, so many to come at once. I think the the one that was the easiest one to sort of cross off the list was Coachella because they should have come out before um before Bonnaroo you know they had so much drama surrounding Coachella they lose you know they kick Travis Scott off they lose Rage Against the Machine they've got a you know another headliner they've got to fill so you know for all intents purposes I think Coachella did incredible I said this on Twitter if you can just pull Harry Styles out of your back pocket you know that's insane yeah I mean at the last second Harry Styles comes to save the day. Now, 
You may not be a pop fan, and that's fine, but Harry Styles is a legit A artist. The dude is incredible. Um, And even though you might hate One Direction and you have every right to, Harry Styles is a real thing. He's a real massive um, artist. And and frankly, I kind of like him. I kind (laughs) of like him. But either way, Billie Eilish, Kanye, um, uh, Harry Styles as a top line, it may not be for you, but that is a massive, massive get for an operation that was, I think, really in flux. There was going to be a point where if they didn't fill that slot, they were going to move Swedish House Mafia up and the return of, uh, you know, those guys and the reunion there. You know, you can say that, you know, losing rage doesn't give Coachella sort of the uh, lack of a better term, the balls that Coachella usually has. But look, in a world where the festival (laughs) festivals are, they don't know who they can get, how they can get them for Coachella to pick up Harry Styles and Billie Eilish and Kanye on a whim, seemingly out of nowhere. Yeah, that's incredible work. I think uh, several things. Um, and you correct me if I'm wrong. We've said it before. Um, you've said it before, probably first years ago, that they're announcing earlier and earlier because they're all competing for the same tickets. So you you know you don't want to have a Bonnaroo announce and then you sit on it for weeks and weeks while people decide whether where they're going to spend their money. Mm-hmm. Number one. Number two. Uh, from what I'm hearing. Like even our festival here got put together really quickly. Um, you, it's funny. It's either really quickly or really slowly because it's taken mm. three years in the making, right? But mm. uh, um, most of them had lineups for last year, blew those all up, and started fresh. Mm-hmm. But from what I'm hearing is, once it got going, it it all happened pretty quickly. Um, and yeah, I think a, that's th- because the acts are anxious. To get back out and the festivals obviously are anxious to to get it done so you you've had this kind of environment where everybody's ready to go to work and not- i did hear i did hear really early on and this is probably back in october or september that the bonnaroo lineup was going to be like 75 percent the same lineup as 2021 and nothing seemed right about that and i'm glad um i'm glad you know i i sort of held back from going with that but they um I think that that was what they tried. If I could put the pieces together from what he told me, like, I think that that's where they were working from. They were working from a, you know, a a template they had already created. And you're right. They just eventually. Yeah. Fall apart because, you know, you look at, look at, uh, you know, uh, our girl Lizzo. She's the reason why she's not doing it. Different album cycle. She, the album's not done yet. She doesn't have, you know, a single that really is just sort of mediocre at top 40 radio did okay at urban radio um just didn't have the 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 gas for right. it and um you know the 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 realization that this is a really hard thing to do i, I give bonnaroo a little bit of leeway but also i don't know how and we'll talk about this at, at the end but i don't know how you can love the bonnaroo lineup when there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven festivals that all announced after it and seemingly, you know, had a little bit more weight to it. At least yeah. To me. yeah. And it's not fair. It, as you, you said over the weekend, as we were chatting back and forth, but that jazz fest lineup, I mean, it, it literally looks like you just went to the live nation website and hit their roster. <laughs> 
I'll take all of these. Thank all you. All of them. Thank you very much. <laughs> Who's missing? Um, and that, that's not not fair because they always do an amazing job. But um, yeah, there's. Uh, it's hard to read them. Uh, one thing that it seems to me is that the festivals, whether it's accidental or on purpose, have are tightening their um, brand, if you will. They're focusing on who they're going after. Um, yeah, I mean, seems- it's a good point. And I think that that brings up the first festival that I want to talk about that was um, just completely out of left field. And I didn't see it coming and nobody, whatever. When we were young, is the biggest music festival reaction I have ever seen. This thing has exploded. It took over the internet. It took over conversation. And, and I, I think the damn thing sold out in like two hours. It was, it was such a big success. They added a second day of all the same artists. Uh, look, you may not be a 35-year-old emo girl, um, but a lot of, I know a lot of them. <laughs> I know a lot of them. This lineup is so unbelievably one lane and it got every one of those bands in the the same lane. Just another one and another one and another one and another one. And it's all on the same day, all in the same day. My Chemical Romance, Paramore, Taking Back Sunday, Bring Me the Horizon, Boys Like Girls, Avril Lavigne, Jimmy World. Um, I, I just I none of these bands do anything for me. but Boy. Uh, there is a massive audience for this. And it makes me wonder, I had this conversation with someone in the industry the other day, Barry. It makes me wonder if this resets the way that these festivals start getting programmed. Shaky Knees does an incredible job of this, of finding one lane and staying right there over and over and over and maximizing the people that they can get uh, in, you know, in that space, in sort of the indie rock space. This, when we were young thing, I could see this thing turning into Warp Tour 2022. Take these bands and just take them around the country and do a one-day, two-day festival around the country, and Live Nation just can be rolling in money after that. Yeah. Um, it's uh, My guess is it's it's all cyclical. Uh, probably in two, three, four, five years, whatever. Uh, I, I, won't, I can't put a number on it, but we'll be talking about how festivals are branched out and realize they can't stay in one lane anymore. Maybe. Um, yeah. But, but it certainly feels like right now. And, and I told you, I wanted to mention it. Our Riverbend festival, which has gotten not much love on this uh, podcast over the years, tried to be an all things to all, all fans festival for many, many years and did it somewhat successfully, depending on how you want to define their mission, but they've got a, a, a lineup. They've redone, reset, and they've got a lineup that to me is looks a whole lot like some of these others. It's very specific. It does away with uh, the old model, and it's interesting to hear the fans' reaction. People like you and me seem to really like it. The uh, the fans that wanted to get their free wristband and go down there for nothing and just hang out hate it because they don't know anybody on it. So, well, to to be fair. To, to add some context, that festival that you're talking about in Chattanooga was historically a festival where old people brought lawn chairs. Right. So if you just draw, just put it in your mind, an old person bringing their lawn chair and sitting it down and staying there for the next 12 hours. 
and listen to bands about, that they know of. And then think about the artists that they would be watching. And then that was the festival. And then, right. you know, they were the last holdout other than like the Jazz Fest and the Coachellas of doing a two week nonstop thing. And, and then not only was it, you know, two weeks of like really iffy artists, but there's always the gutter salesman walking up and down selling gutters. You gutter guard, you know, yeah. And in no place in any festival in the world do you have something like this. So, yeah. you know, it needed a lot of, um, they needed a wrinkle, uh, iron out some of the wrinkles of this thing. So, and it sounds like they have, and, and the lineup is, is very nice. And it's the first time that we saw Cage Elephant's name on a festival line, which is surprising considering I was told that because they've got a new album out and, and they'll have, you know, this is their, you know, this is their main cycle this year. They, uh, they're going to be doing all the festivals. What I was told. Well, I've seen how many festival lineups and the only one I can find is, is Riverbend. So maybe it's, um, maybe we're still, you know, a year off, yeah. off from seeing cage the elephant on every festival lineup, but yeah. Just to let people know, it's Brothers Osborne, Cage the Elephant, Jason Isbell, L. King, Government Mule, Grace Potter. Those are the top lines. Jenny Lewis, Moon Taxi, and Tanya Tucker. Uh, And I'm told that one surprised me. And I'm told the reason she's on there is it's the 50th anniversary of Delta Dawn. And the label's going to be doing some. uh, some stuff. So I like Tanya Tucker. I do too. She's a fighter, man. There's a, a, I know, I know, uh, you know, this is not for everybody, but there's something about like 60s country artists that if you've listened to this show long enough, I think that Barry and I could nerd out about 60s country artists absolutely. Um, more than anything. All right. Absolutely. Um, so, but anyway, I just want to bring that up. But it, it's an example of, and I've heard people complaining over the weekend that it's too narrow. You know what I mean? They local, they like, they like that broad. And I think that's where we're seeing festivals going. Uh, picking lanes well, and, and sticking with them and uh, we'll see how long that ride you know how long it goes yeah i you know it, it does unless you've got some amazing backing unless you've got major money with <clears throat> excuse me the ability to draw from a huge swath of people um you know i i do wonder how much time bonnaroo especially a bonnaroo like festival has in it just continually draw, continually throwing out a wide, casting a wide net, and trying to get as much diversity as they can. Although that's what we're wanting, that's the thing that we we mm-hmm. beg for Bonnaroo to do. I and we, I hope to God they keep doing it. I wonder how long they can continue doing that uh, in an era where it feels like these festivals are getting much more focused and much more. Um, coned if you will i mean they're 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 all putting them, their their eggs into a basket of you know emo emo alt music <laughs> like the the I, I still can't get over how much reaction this when we were young festival got I, I i can't believe it because most of the time you see these things coming you know they they give you some it's a brand new festival there were people on the internet who didn't even think this was real. It was like the day that we remember the day that we were talking about a couple, maybe a year ago. And <clears throat> we were like, why don't you just say that you booked everybody? Right. And <laughs> right. you're going to cancel anyway. So just say you booked everybody. We got the reunion of Led Zeppelin. We've got, uh, you know. Yeah, that's funny. The Rolling Stones. We've got you too. We've got, who cares? I do remember that. Just yeah. say that what? you have everybody. What's it matter? Yeah. <clears throat> they legitimately <laughs> bought, they booked everybody. <laughs> They yeah, booked every pretty... single person in that genre, and people honestly thought it wasn't real. 
there were people on the on the especially Twitter, the Twitterverse exploded thinking that this was some sort of long con from Live Nation who was just trying to grab some money to make up for their lost revenue for the last year and a half. Um, and then they turn around and they, they sell out the first day at a whole second day, which again, talk about an unbelievable. How is it that in this world you take, I don't know, what is what's 45 bands on this thing? And they call every one of them up and say, ah, by the way, yeah, we want you to stick around one more day. I need you to stick around. Uh, yeah. That was that was pre-planned. They had two days set the whole time. They wanted to see how the first day went. And then if it went well and the reaction was what they thought it would be, this at a second day. Um, Live, uh, Live Nation absolutely hit a home run with this thing. I, I, I I'm just don't want to stop thinking about it. That's weird to say. I, it's just a feat. It's a feat that doesn't yeah. necessarily happen very often. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And especially in a world where everybody complains about everything, <laughs> you can't find somebody to not bitch about insert lineup here. This was the first time I felt that the reaction was so overwhelmingly positive. Um, I don't know. I don't like any of these bands, but I'm really glad that it's around. I'm really yeah. glad it's here. That's uh, there's several of these lists like that. And, and you you said it last time we were on. Maybe we're getting old. I don't know. Um, but I also know that not everything is designed for me. And, yeah, and I'm okay with that. That's okay. Know? Yeah, yeah. And and um, the band. The, let's put it this way: the festivals that are for you, Jazz Fest. I'm. I can't tell you how excited I am about Jazz Fest. Oh, I've never be. been, and I've you been. I've be. been. <laughs> I don't know if I told this story on the air, but I've I've literally we we moved to a house. That is four blocks from Jazz Fest so that we could walk to Jazz Fest. <laughs> and, and the fact that we still haven't been to Jazz Fest yeah. is so irritating. Um, you know, it's you're incredible. If there's anybody left on your bucket list after that, I, I don't, you're being very picky. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <Or> they're dead. <laughs> I like the, your boy Lionel Richie's back. Um, Foo Fighters seemingly get to, you know, make their return to New Orleans. They had another show that was canceled. Um, you know, they were supposed to be at uh, whatever that festival was, the Who. Um, now, Barry, you have to explain to me the Who to me is a lot like you know, you two in that I know that they exist and I don't know if I like them or not. Uh, you will, you will. Um, it'll be one of those where it's 90 minutes of just song after, after song after that hit. you know yeah that you not only know but you know grew up with and probably can sing every word whether you know it or not yeah yeah they are kind of an unusual they're they rank in there with the stones and the beatles and um yeah but they, they never get they never get the heat but they never the get stones quite and that, the beatles yeah, yeah they never get never quite get there and they had some some weird years where they some internal stuff but uh and they you know keith moon dying hurt them mm -hmm. but they're still very good mm -hmm. and that would be on my list but that top line <laughs> yeah i can't even catch my breath <laughs> barry i need you to catch your breath i can't have i can't have dad be sick no, not catch now. your breath yeah no that's an amazing lineup like it, is said, really, it looks like live nation's uh roster <laughs> yeah i mean it, it did really well because it hits it hits a little bit for everybody and then you get to, you know, CeeLo and Below, and it's just this beautiful celebration 
of New Orleans music. And um, I love, look, there's there's a weird thing about this city. The people here really care about New Orleans music more than they care about the top four lines. You know, the, the reason why Jazz Fest is so beloved is because you can walk in at a really cheap price at 10 o'clock in the morning and spend all day just listening to all your favorite local artists. And um, it's just like it's like nowhere else in the world that I've I've seen. I almost care more about seeing Nicholas Payton than I do Foo Fighters. I care so much about seeing Kermit Ruffins yeah. and like Betty Levette. Give me a I break. Know, Marshall, Betty Marshall Levette. Ball. Um, yeah, I could go this entire, the, the last 35 lines. I could, <laughs> I yeah, could do uh, this. Yeah, that would be strong. Just give me the, the last. Just give me all of that. Re- Rebirth. I've become really good friends with those guys. I yeah, Give me a break. Yeah, even so, the tribute stuff looks, I mean, the tribute to Dr. John, the tribute to Bessie mm-hmm. Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have always heard that most of the locals end up in bars like you were talking about rather than you know, at the, the big stages. Yeah. And then, then there's all the activity around the city of, of, you know, who pops in where, you know, there was right. always, there's always this idea that it, I think that whenever I see Foo Fighters on the lineup of any lineup that I find, I start looking around the city, wherever they're playing and seeing where Dave might pop up and do something else. Sure. And I, you know, Dave loved this city so much. So there's no chance he doesn't do something with Prez Hall wandering around the quarter i, I just there's no over. possible yeah. way yeah dave's gonna be everywhere in the city and we're gonna have one of these moments where every time i open up instagram i'm gonna see somebody taking a selfie with dave Grohl. <laughs> um that's the most exciting part of, of how i'm excited about feeling the buzz inside the the city for those Speaking two of weeks buzz, i was gonna say i hope you'll have to keep him away from willie nelson's bus or he won't make it anywhere <laughs> Um, the other one that came out was uh, a very, very strong showing from Boston Calling, which underground, this festival keeps hitting home run after home run every year. Every year, I always say to myself, man, that Boston Calling lineup's really good. And it's like they've done this without anybody noticing. And I know they've got, they, they always sell out and they always do well, but they're like, they're like shaky knees of the Northeast and neither one of them gets the credit that they deserve. Because Boston Calling's lineup, Barry, is better than Bonnaroo's. Yeah, it's good. It's really it's good. It's incredible. Yeah, Metallica, The good. Strokes, Foos, Rufus DeSoul, Run the Jewels, Weezer, Glass Animals, Modest. I'm not, I can't even read all of these. I mean, this is, it's just major artist after major artist. And um, they, they, they absolutely killed it. I'd like to see, uh, did we decide, is it Haim or Haim? I've always said hi. Yeah. I'd like to see them again. That's another one of the Bonnaroo shows that I saw and I really liked, but I didn't know a lot about them. Yeah. That I wish I had a do over just because I've become a huge fan. Yeah. I, um, and I, if somebody has actually been to Boston calling, please, uh, email us or tweet us the what underscore podcast. Uh, I actually don't know anything about the, the grounds. I don't know, um, what the festival is like, but you know, they get my attention every year, and then I feel like nobody really talks about them. You know, they just secretly 
yeah. just keep hammering out great lineup after great lineups. So um, yeah, that's a good one. Know, I put them up with Shaky Knees and what Shaky Knees did this year with Green Day, Nine Inch Nails, My Morning Jacket, and then the rest of the festival and how full it is after that uh, is is terrific. And I would argue, Barry, I would argue that aside from Boston Calling, which is just too much into my, like everything in my wheelhouse is, is there. I think Shaky Knees has the best lineup of the entire group. Like if I go, for me, if I go Jazz Fest, Shaky Knees, Primavera, Sound LA, when we were young, Boston Calling, Coachella, Bonnaroo, hang out, I guess we throw in there too. Shaky uh, Knees, I think, I think Shaky Knees has got it. Yeah, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Um, yeah, Bonnaroo's down at the, at the bottom for me this year. Well, has that changed since you saw the lineup the first night? You know, you came out of it much more positive. You and Taco much more positive than I did. Um, Do you think that your opinion at sitting on it two weeks has changed? It has changed because of the others. Uh, there are still people on it that I will see. Um, and, and, but top to bottom, it's not as strong as the others for me. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I keep hearing, you know, the, the EDM crowd is thrilled. And uh, there's a lot of acts that that people are excited to see. It just doesn't. It's not me. Yeah. Uh, and and again, that's you know. I hear you. <laughs> I, every year can't be. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, I keep going back to Bonnaroo, even when Taco is here. You know, Taco really likes the lineup, and uh, you know, so we went right back through it, and you know, I tried to find something, anything on Sunday. I got nothing. I really got not nothing. even Stevie Nicks. I mean, or I guess Nathaniel. I guess, but like Herbie. I saw Nathaniel at Tipitina's two weeks ago. Okay. You know, I saw. I, I got guess you. Stevie Nicks coming to to Jazz Fest. You know, there's just nothing there that is so overwhelmingly interesting that I gotta, I I, I gotta go only to Bonner. It's it's back to the point that you were making earlier about the ticket buying public when they have to make their choice as to exactly what they want to 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 put their money behind you know you're luckily for bonnaroo they have created an entire world where the vibe the feeling everything about the festival is almost more important than the lineup itself now some years that actually <laughs> it turns out to be true and some years you know they they get you know thirty five thousand people there but for the most part they've sort of insulated themselves from iffy years absolutely Absolutely. They have, uh, it goes back to what we were, well, I sort of hinted at, I didn't, I didn't specifically, but this adaptation, this idea of being around for years, you and I have watched this, this whole industry change for 20 years, basically since 2002. And, you know, Bonnaroo early on, especially still get knocked. They still get knocked for not being what they started out as. And as you and I have been told many times on this show, they never were going to be a hippie fest forever. You know, the idea was always to adapt and develop the VIP experiences and the camping experiences because they realize it's a camping experience. You know, it's not a, a city fest. It's different. And so they've really worked on, on those. Now, I guess one could argue, did they do it at the, at the expense of the lineup this year, or is this, you know, just not for you and me lineup? I'm probably going to, we'll see with the ticket sales, uh, but they, man, they're competing with some pretty strong lineups out there. Yeah, that's right. And, and 
you know what? You just nailed it. I'm so interested to see how they compete. I'm so interested to see how they end up with all of these uh, festivals, uh, where they end up when with, with ticket sales. And I think that the, the kicker for me is I, I feel like I'm going to reserve judgment until they start rolling out the plan for the plazas. You know, those plazas really do end up being, well, that doesn't really help a ticket buyer, though. The ticket buyer needs to make a decision now. The ticket buyer needs to know, you know, where they're spending their vacation time and their, 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 you know, their money. So waiting for a plaza announcement is, is going to be difficult for a general ticket buyer. But for me, when they start rolling out their plan for the plazas, that then changes a little bit of the way that I view the festival, I think. I hope. I hope. Because there is opportunities for them to really um, do the plaza stuff. Really, I mean, look at what they had Paramore. They had Haley Williams out there right. for the better part of you know two years. And now Paramore is the top line of when we were young. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know what they have planned. We haven't really talked to anybody uh, with inside knowledge in the three years to know what, what they've done. You know, mm-hmm. we never got to see it last year. It's a good point. It's a good <laughs> All point. All kinds of speculation and thoughts and wonder. Um, but and th- and we then, both by the know way, they're the very good too. at they, We both know they're very good at creating these experiences. It's never not great. You know, there's a reason Ken Weinstein, Weinstein came up with that, that phrase that we've adopted. It's every year, you know, we think, oh, they've screwed it up. And we get there and there's something really, really cool um some new thing and mm-hmm. you know so i was excited to see what those things were going to be and i still am the, so, the one that the one that we missed was uh forecastle did you take a look at what forecastle did this year i did um they did all right um you know i think claro is, is a good poll uh i love that tame impala is finding themselves you know doing some sort of festival dates and you know the tyler the creator uh booking was you know i think something that a lot of people in the Coachella and the Bonnaroo world wanted to come back. I think they did fine. The, I think there's only one. How many more festivals are we, are we holding out on at this point? Firefly? Is Firefly the only one? And then if, and I don't think it's going to, but if, um, you know, uh, the New Orleans Festival here, the Halloween weekend comes back. Mm. I, I, don't, I don't think I'm missing any others. I'm wondering if there's any other like major festival that we're still holding out for um, other than Firefly, I don't think that there is. Somebody can correct me though. Looking at it, yeah, that's it's good, and I like that festival. You know, you and I went. You've been a couple of times. I like Louisville. I like the way that festival light is laid out. Uh, I'd like to go back. I'm not sure that's the the lineup that would get me back. That's right. That's true. But again, I mean, it is a it is a wonderful space though. They do a very great. very nice job with the space. I give them a lot of credit for that. Yep, it's great. That is when you know there aren't pieces of the interstate falling on you. <laughs> You know, that was, have I told that story on this thing? Um, the year I that I went before you, uh, I went with my brother and, you know, where river or waterfront park is, it's on the other side of an interstate and you have to walk under the interstate and there's even a stage under the interstate. And it was like day one. And I was standing under the interstate. I was like, man, this thing is really loud. And I, I just like, man, I, Something feels weird about this. And I looked over at my brother. I was like, do you, does this feel weird? And he goes, yeah. About an hour later, we're walking back under the interstate and we get to the other side of it and bam, 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 giant pieces of the overpass 
fell to the ground within 50 yards of me. I mean, had I walked there 90 seconds later, I might have gotten hit with a giant piece of interstate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that thing was scary. Um, I don't really shut want down the that. festival, right? <laughs> he had to shut down the festival. And, you know, at the time they got lucky because inclement weather was on the forecast and, you know, they saw a lightning bolt. And so they cleared everybody out of the festival for it. And then, you know, magically we came back a couple hours later, I guess, when they, they evaluated the interstate. But then the next year was the worst torrential storm I've ever been a part of in one of these sort of like vulnerable festival spaces. There have been some big storms at Bonnaroo, but Barry, I've never felt. Oh, it was awful. Like we felt running from, it felt like a tornado about to happen. Who was Poor on Sam stage? Smith. It was Sam, Sam Smith. Smith. Yeah, yeah, he got two songs in. Hello, Forecastle. Three, well, two, if, one. Good night, Forecastle. If you remember, it's even worse for him because he was on stage about two songs in and somebody had a fireworks um, display up on the bridge that went off that was yeah. not part of his set that everyone thought it was and then all of a sudden you and i are standing by the river and it was a 400 degrees and and i think you said man it feels pretty good out here right now the breeze picked up uh -huh. and then then we see quayar and all of the ac Get entertainment out. people run yeah <laughs> and there goes the stage the stage yeah, literally out. went that way yeah, yeah. Um, it was one of the scariest moments i've ever uh, we've never like it's rain there's rain has been prevalent in Bonnaroo for years and it's rained really hard sometimes and to a point where like i, I think i might just float away this was a damn near tornado yeah that it ripped was like that a festival. wind shear or a gust nato whatever they call it that came gust off the NATO. river <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was bad so if you were to put uh them in order one two and three um, from the festivals that, that we've gone through today, how are you ranking them? Uh, I think you were right. I, I mean, I, New Orleans for sure, obviously. Uh, the, the uh, I mean, you're talking about, I mean, for me personally, because, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, that when we were young is a great lineup, but it's not me. Sure. Um, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. New Orleans, probably the Boston. Yeah. Okay. Definitely Boston. Coachella does nothing for you, huh? And then Coachella. Okay. And uh, Bonnaroo would be probably down down below. Yeah. I, I, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but Riverbend's in there too. And it's because it's close, but I really like it. I'm excited. Well, I mean, if you put Barry doesn't go more than 10 miles. So this is that festival is going to be great for him. Uber. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I can't You're Uber. If I can't Uber to the festival, it stinks. I'm, I'm, well, I'm just the fact that I'm even talking. Why about don't you it. go down? Why don't you go down to Shaking Knees this year? I'm probably going. Yeah, there's a that's a good one. I forgot about that one. Yeah, that's has Music Midtown announced theirs? And they're usually much more pop leaning. Um, they're the kinds that that would give you like Bruno Mars. No, they haven't announced their lineup yet. Um, that's another one we're probably holding out for. But that's going to be very, very pop centric. Um, oh, and then Governor's Ball. We're still waiting for Governor's Ball. So, yeah, those are the three that I, I probably missed. Uh, anything else this week? Anything else you got? Uh, no. Okay. No, I'm glad to be back doing this. Yeah. Uh, getting excited. Yeah, well, Looking forward to the summer. Just stay healthy. We got to make healthy. it there first. Yeah. That'll be my luck. That's when I'll get it. <laughs> 
<laughs> when it's absolutely it. over and nobody has it. You know, Mary's about, yeah. cut down by the COVID. It'll be me. It would be like if you got the Spanish flu this year. <laughs> like, wait, that was how many decades ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at Barry that. Barry got polio? He got what? polio? Yeah. And <laughs> and Spanish flu. Yeah, I like, well, you know, I like shaky knees. That's got my guy, my morning jacket, crung bin. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's okay. That's probably really second for me. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think shaky knees for me is, is my favorite. Um, you know, the, loca- the locale, it helps. I all, the only thing, too, because I don't know Boston Callings, you know, the way that they've got it set up, I, I don't necessarily, you know, visit Boston all that much. I really don't even, it's, I know it's near Harvard, um, but I don't really know the part of town. I, I, think, just, I, I choose shaky just because I'm so familiar sure. with the space. I haven't been to Boston, but I, uh, several people no. I know who have. <laughs> uh, my son went up there with some buddies and were able to get a, uh, a room. Mm-hmm. And he was really impressed with the ability to be able to walk and if yeah. not walk a short cab ride to a bunch of bars and breweries yeah. and, and, uh, you know, uh, tourist important things to see. They really enjoyed it. So yeah. I can imagine that's probably a really cool festival. I mean, it's the end of May. I'm ready to go to Boston. Let's do it. All right. Up. Alex, Alex, let's go Alex, to Boston. We need you. Make it happen. Uh, all right. If you don't have anything else, let's uh, let's reconvene. Uh, say next week. What do you say? I'm ready. Let's all do right. it. What podcast? Barry Core, Brad Steiner. Talk to you next week. Love you. Bye. Consequence Podcast Network. Well, hello there. This is Brad Steiner. This is Barry Corder. And after you check out the latest episode of the What Podcast, be sure to check out some of the other great programs on the Consequence Podcast Network, including... Rootsland. It's an original story of two friends who take a musical and spiritual journey from the suburbs of Long Island to the streets of Kingston, Jamaica. Or Kyle Meredith With, where you can find interviews with all of your favorite musicians and bands. Hosted by our guy, Kyle Meredith. New episodes air weekly on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Head to Consequence.net to listen to these podcasts and many great others. Thank you.